0: Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach.
1: Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist.
0: Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands
1: it. Every turn of event through history hinged
0: We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option.
1: Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down? The grid?
0: Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal. Chrisanne Hall here, dot lcom where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Yes, welcome, everybody. We've got Southeast Kansas here. Welcome. So- Southern California is in our chat room today. We are saying hello to, oh, some more from Southeast Texas, Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, Florida. Karen is in Florida. Um, uh, Roll Tide, says Nate Bama. Hold on on that. JC will be here shortly. Nate, you can pop in as soon as you see his face and say Roll Tide to him personally. (laughs) Oh, We have Urington, Nevada, Elkhart, Indiana. Hello from North Carolina and Indiana. We have uh, lots of liberty-loving patriots in the room. New Jersey in the house. How happy to see you guys here with me today. Michigan, uh, Central Texas, Kansas, Tacoma, Washington, uh, Southern California, Sacramento, California. Uh, There we go. All right. Oh, man, look at this. Tri-Cities, Washington, Michigan, Elk Grove. We know where Elk Grove is. Elk Grove, California. Wow. Everybody's Queens, New York. JC, congratulations. We are coast to coast, north to south. All right. And if uh, if I'm right, if we give a few more minutes, we're, our Canadians will be in uh in room as well. Probably. What are, we, what are you trying to do for me here? <laughs> you need me to move somewhere or do something? All right. So uh, welcome. There you go. There you go, Nate. See, look at that message that he left for you, JC, right there. Mm-hmm. He even put a little alligator on the end for you.
1: Awesome.
0: Awesome. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for being with us today. Some great things happening all over. Um, I forgot to pull up my Instagram for you today. I wanted to share with you something that I posted on Instagram. Uh, when I post on Instagram, it's usually in the uh, it's usually in the um, Facebook too. So Facebook, Instagram, and if I have time, I actually will put it also in the um, uh, LinkedIn, too, as well. But let's go ahead and share this. This is, I wanted to share this because this is more uh, idiocy, this stupidity of COVID. I don't know if you saw this, JC. So the French Open has been the source of some great consternation uh lately it's been quite the debacle with the media trying to tell the athletes what they can and cannot say and who they can and cannot talk to but now what happened was the Fr- the french open went past nine o'clock mm-hmm. so nine o'clock is the curvid cof- is the covid curfew in in uh In France. Oh. So they... French
1: COVID comes out at night?
0: French COVID. French COVID comes out at night. (laughs) The COVID comes out at night. Anyway, uh, so they decided since the French Open wasn't over that they would extend the curfew until 11 p.m.
1: Oh, did they let COVID know?
0: Well, apparently. But that COVID must have called them back and said, hey... Uh, I'll give you to 11, but not a minute after. Mm. So they're in the middle of this highly competitive, contentious, you know, like nail-biting match when 11 o'clock hits. And they stop everything hmm. and clear the stadium. Wow. They made everybody leave at 11 o'clock because the cur- COVID curfew was up, so they broke the momentum of the athletes to empty the entire stadium, and then they made the match continue again after the stadium was empty. So these people sat all day next to each other in a stadium, but 11 o'clock hit, and now COVID is coming after you. <laughs> Floyd says the most intelligent and cunning virus ever.
1: <laughs> so this is the second episode in a row we've had. We, there's some kind of something going on with the stream here. Yeah. Very, very pixelated and blurry. Is that
0: because of this right here?
1: Certainly looks like it. I don't know what's going on.
0: <clears throat> well, we don't know.
1: All of a sudden.
0: People are complaining that we're too Blurry.
1: Uh, I'm looking at it right here. It's very blurry.
0: It's very blurry. Well, I'm looking at it. We look good, so.
1: That's not the (laughs) transmission.
0: I know. I understand that. I understand that. But there you have it. (laughs) Hmm. So uh, we have a special guest that's coming on with us. What time is it, JC? In about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she will be with us this is another local government activist we're going to talk about how the school board kicked her out of a school board meeting and how she went back jc and stopped them from doing something unconstitutional and uh, macro blocking they said
1: Bandwidth so, so. Fa- so facebook is clear is, is the picture clear on Facebook? Let me see.
0: Oh, okay. So anyway, YouTube
1: is incredibly blurry. Let me well, see. that might be
0: another one of their ways to
1: let's block let's, us. Uh, let's investigate. Oh, that's the wrong. Uh, who's watch? Who all's watching on Facebook?
0: If you're watching it, oh look, we got Shanna watching on Facebook. Dorcas, uh, Brian is on Facebook. Uh, who else is on Facebook? uh scott is on facebook james is on uh, facebook looks
1: kind of blurry on youtube also i mean facebook also
0: karen is on facebook it's blurry on facebook too yeah soft on yeah. facebook is what michael uh-huh. said yeah yeah
1: Yep. okay well we'll keep looking into it that gives me some direction
0: yeah. So yesterday, you we we were having the day before we were te- people tell us we were blurry, but we didn't know what it was about. Mm-hmm. So, the next story I want to talk to you about, JC, has to do with a piece of legislation that is moving through the United States, and I really want to talk about this because this is a be careful what you ask for thing. Uh, I don't know if people are able to, uh, you know can see pat to step number two for this, or maybe they don't understand the background behind this. But there is, and, and, and in my opinion, this is looking for a solution to the wrong problem, okay? So let me explain. There's some pieces of legislation Uh, moving through the United States. They were just passed HB 567, just passed uh, in Texas. It's being passed in Utah and in, it's been passed in Utah and Oklahoma. And basically what these bills say, and this one, um, oh, I didn't see the title in here. Anyway, it's about establishing a child's right to reasonable independence. And what this is a response to is an overreacting children and families intrusion into the lives of our families. Okay, so this is an agency, a government agency out of control. So instead of reining in the agency, they're passing laws to, on top of that, to, I don't know, to rein in the agency. So instead of telling the agency on the agency level, stop doing that, or maybe amending some of the laws that they're working with, they're creating the news law called reasonable independence. And what it is, is a law that says A child will be allowed to engage in normal childhood activities like walking to school, sitting unintended in a car for short periods of time, or staying home alone without their parents being accused of neglect or possibly getting investigated by children and families. Now, what you have to understand is the solution to this problem is to is to turn down the aggressive nature of children and families, not to write a law establishing that children have independence. This is straight from the uh, the what it, the globalists' human rights agenda, the idea that children have independence. Not only that, we don't need children to be established to have independence. We need it to be established that parental rights supersede these kind of government intrusions. So this is not a children's independence issue. This is a parental rights issue. And the human rights agenda of the united nations has an entire section on the independent right of children and once you establish legally the independence and this is a very important word independence is a very important legal word so if you a child you establish legally that a child has reasonable independence that is an ex can be interpreted as being an exclusion to their parents as well. This is what the schools want. The schools want our children to be independent from their parents. They want children to be seen as independent individuals. The UN Human Rights Agenda establishes that children have independent rights that supersede parental authority so that a child can dictate its way- Its Proper way of being raised. And this also sets up, I'm sorry, but we've seen how this goes the definition or redefining of that term reasonable. Because there's a whole group of people out there who believe that it's reasonable for a child to be sexually independent. And that's part of uh, what. Our parents have been fighting for the last few years in the school districts is this hypersexualization of our children. And I don't know if you remember a few days ago, maybe last week, we covered the story about the teacher at the private school where they were paying $55,000 a year to send their kids to school, only to have the teacher teach them how to self-gratify as part of their uh, health class. And the teacher said, I'm not teaching them anything they shouldn't know as a child. This is natural. This is reasonable for a child to engage in these activities. So what I'm saying here is that although these pieces of legislation have good intentions in mind, they are not They are doing the wrong things for the right reasons. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a slippery slope.
0: It is an incredibly slippery slope, especially when you use that term reasonable, right? Because reasonable is up for definition. Combine that with, see, here's the crazy thing. Reasonable is a mutable word. It means whatever they want. But independence is a hard, fast word. So you have this reasonable, mutable definition next to a hard, fast word that establishes that a child is independent from adults in whatever someone else deems to be reasonable.
1: Yeah. I suppose it... <clears throat> yeah I don't, I don't know. I was supposed to be you, you'd have to be really specific in how you write a law like this, but it's it's a it's the typical thing where you have the abuse happening in these agencies right. and then we tack another law on to fix it rather than fixing the problem rather than reining in these lunatics at child protective services and all this sort of, sort of stuff. We've added another law that you know opens the door for some weird interpretation down the road. <laughs> and like you said seems to line up with with all this you know let the child chop their genitalia off and right. you know all this kind of stuff when they're when they're infants and i mean just lunatic the, the lady that had the video my 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 baby is gay like a little yeah. i don't know what 3 year old or something i don't even know what it was just just crazy stuff
0: my 3 year old thinks that you know he she doesn't want to be a girl and now you've established by law, let's be clear, people, established by law that a child has a right to reasonable independence. I, I want you to catch that a child's right to reasonable independence, not a parental the- right to raise your child.
1: Yeah, That's what I was going to say. I, lo- I mean, I'd like to see the text. That's why I say it'd be very important how you wrote the law, see the text of the law. If it, you know, if it takes the approach of the parent, it's the parent's right to decide they can do these activities or whatever. But even that you're like the very idea of a a statute listing the things Mm -hmm. that you're allowed to do as a parent, like what, even that, just in and of itself, the very nature of of that um, seems to me open the do- opens the door uh, for government overreach. But again, you know, the government gets out of control, and then trying to make these laws to rein them back in, and it ends up you you're, you really end up undermining the 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 rights of the people you're allegedly trying to protect right so it's pretty crazy pretty crazy
0: well once Wouldn't again you say
1: bad facts make bad law bad that facts the
0: that's the saying bad facts make bad law look we just got clearer on youtube hmm yeah so bad facts we'll make research. bad law but not only that if you are not educated on the principles of liberty then you will do the wrong things for the right reasons. And that's that's what we're talking about, doing the wrong things for the right reasons. This should be a parental rights bill, not a free-range kids bill. So, and you these are the kind of things you have to be very, very careful on who's behind them and who's not. So JC, we're going to bring uh, Debbie in uh so looks
1: worse than we do
0: and do i just do this
1: yeah oh fuzzy fuzzy looking
0: yeah i have a horrible
2: camera sorry about that
1: looks like your house is on fire
2: (laughs) (laughs) i have that halo glow around me right
0: there we go that's good
2: that's a little bit better yeah Yeah, that's
0: better not much
2: but a little bit
1: we're not going out very well for some reason, so we're we're not super clear ourselves. Well,
2: and my my computer camera is the worst. I have been all over this house trying to find a place where at least I'm not washed out, but it's not going to happen. So,
1: we'll, we'll pass you want to go
2: strictly audio? I'm happy with that.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's fine. We'll we'll pass the hat and take up a collection or something.
0: <laughs> that sounds
2: good. I I can always use a new computer. <laughs>
1: all right. So take it away.
0: So Debbie, why don't you take us a, a few minutes and and tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved in in being a local government watchdog?
2: Well, I'm a veteran, uh, 28 years, U.S. Air Force. Um, and, you know, I took an oath, Constitution. And uh, that oath is a promise. For me, it's a promise to God. Uh, you know, um, I said, so help me God, you know, so... So it's a promise to him and um, so I have since I retired, uh, well, a little bit after I retired, but I have been uh, working diligently to um, to to make sure that everyone else that takes that oath also follows that oath. So to do that, I have to be involved in our local government. Um, I attend both the Board of County Commissioner meetings Uh, I have attended zoning board meetings as necessary, um, and I attend school board meetings. Uh, And I started attending uh, while I ran for school board in 2014 on an anti-Common Core platform and uh, didn't get elected. Uh, I actually was uh, uh, elected in my district, but it's an at-large position, so I didn't get elected for the county. Uh, for my district. And um, bottom line to it is ever since I have been fighting to get uh, indoctrination out of our schools and to get true education academics into our schools. I mean, Florida has failing schools, even though they say they're A, B and C schools. If you look at their grades, their grades are in the tank. Um, You know, a 70 uh, on on a math uh test at the end of the year uh math assessment uh for a school district awards them an A they're an A school and they have a 70 they have a 66 in in reading in english language arts and they're an A school so you know we we have to take the indoctrination out of our schools so that we can get back to educating our schools because we are deliberately dumbing down the children of America so that they can be compliant and controlled.
1: So recently uh, let's talk about what you got into in particular. Um, as I understand it, the, the school district, is this the school district we're talking about allegedly, um, was banning critical race theory give us the background on that
2: okay so um it they just adopted at the end of april a program one of the programs that was um approved by the state department of education so the different counties are handed these programs and they're said okay go through these and pick the one that you think fits your your school district Well, a friend of mine had gone through and reviewed all of the teacher guides for that program, K through 12. And she came up with a number of pages that she shared with me. And I looked at these pages and said, no, this isn't going to cut it because they're what I call hidden in plain sight. It is critical race theory. It doesn't say white supremacy. It doesn't say white privilege. It's nothing about Black Lives Matter. It, you know, it's, it's, it's not in your face critical race theory. It's hidden. It's, it's covert. And it's done that way on purpose because they can get it past the people who just do a cursory review of these documents, of these, of these books. And, um, and, and they say, no, it's not in there because it doesn't talk about those extreme things. It talks about equity, it talks about inclusion, it talks about respecting others, um, gets into, and, and, and just as an example, this is from a, um, a kindergarten, uh page out of the teacher book it says create a culturally responsive environment culturally responsive environment is a code word for critical race theory uh Mm -hmm. and so um they put these touchy-feely words on it create a classroom environment that fosters appreciation and respect for all people and cultures why wouldn't you want to do that you know but where is this an academic thing? This is social emotional learning. This is not academics. It gets back to the social justice that we fought, um, you know, years ago. But it gets into here that talks about exposed children to books and other learning resources that reflect their ethnicity, culture, family structure, or socioeconomic status. This is kindergarten, first, second grade. They don't care about these things. They don't care. It also has one in here that says, be mindful of gender considerations, reinforcing gender neutral versions of common words such as business person or firefighter so you know they're they're pushing this um culturally responsive anti-bias environment on the youngest of kids and you know their prefrontal cortexes don't develop until much later so back when i was in school and i'm a gray-haired old lady uh back when i was in school um you know, we we were taught to memorize things. We memorized our, our times tables and our division tables. Uh, we learned phonics, but we learned things that were rote. Um, and to so this day, to I'm Ryan sorry? Y- yeah. You know, well, so, those were the things, so those good. were the things that, that we did. And to this day, I can remember those things because it was given to me it was put into my brain back when my prefrontal cortex was developing so those are the things that i remember to this day at my age and these kids that are in kindergarten first second third grade their prefrontal cortex is mush they're indoctrinating them into all of this you know notice the differences the cultural by you know anti-bias you know they're pushing this stuff on these kids and then this is what the kids are going to carry through the rest of their lives so, so the, Navar- i presented this to our school board and our school board rejects that this is critical race theory they reject that they are allowing critical race theory to be taught in the our county schools and they they push the blame back onto the state and say oh well you know we were told to choose from these programs that the state approved and so we've chosen one of them
0: and and if you have an issue with
2: it take it up with the state
0: debbie we have pictures and we have what sorry we have some pictures and and videos uh from a couple of your board meetings Um, Let me go ahead and and share them now. So this is very interesting. This was the school board meeting that Debbie was attending and they had uh, there were police standing in the back. They look at there's not that many parents there. They have almost more of a police presence at the school board meeting than there were parents there. And there's everybody yeah well yeah where are all the where, where
1: parents, are the parents?
0: <laughs> and then on the door they have this sign posted about how it's against the law to disrupt an educational institution or school board talk about chilling effect did they put I mean, that seriously. up just for
1: you debbie
2: well, they had had a pretty contentious meeting the night that I first presented the CRT in the um, in the curriculum. Uh, they were also addressing the masks, and the parents were there to address the masks, and they escorted nine parents out that night. Now, I had already departed, so I didn't see all that. But because of how disruptive those parents were at that meeting demanding that their children no longer be masked to go to school. Um, they, The next meeting is when they came up with this sign and the police that were outside and, um, and then the four that were at the back, two of them were in SWAT gear. They were in the heavy vests. And, um, uh, there was also a dog and wasn't in the back, but they did have a dog there. And then I was escorted out by two deputy sheriffs and they were pretty good sized guys compared to me. Um, but you know, I'm five foot if I'm lucky. And, um, and as... (laughs) There was a video taken of me being escorted out and a young man that was like, wow, isn't she 70 something? Well, I'm not quite that old, but, <laughs> but anyway, you know, I, I am a gray haired grandma, you know, I'm there trying to do what's best for the kids in this county so they're getting an education. And I've got two big burly deputy sheriffs that are escorting me out so let, and they have no problem doing that.
1: So let me understand let me the, this. You have, have the video. You have the public school. That pretty much, they're saying we're going to teach what we want. We're going to do what we want. We're going to tell your kids to do whatever, even if they don't want to. And then if you come to the board as a parent and and voice your opinion, you're going to be dragged out by the cops. And then they're going to put signs up on the doors to uh, intimidate you from exactly. So so, uh, somebody help me understand how. Uh, education belongs to the people, belongs to the parents. This somehow, this is somehow a community education. This sounds like, this sounds like the government has kidnapped your kids. They're going to do whatever the hell they want, and if you don't like it, too bad.
0: Not to mention, remember we, and Debbie probably didn't hear this. Now we have laws being passed in the states to declare that the children are reasonably independent, which means that. When they're at school, the school is their the school are their parents. Remember the n loco parentis, which means now the school can decide when they're at school, what what they are reasonably allowed to do as independent individuals. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. This is now we have the video of Debbie's meeting where she got thrown out. So uh, let me go ahead and go ahead and share that with you. So Debbie is walking up to the microphone. Uh, she's just been called up to speak. There she is. What is critical race theory?
2: An outgrowth of the European Marxist school of critical theory a critical race theory is an academic movement which seeks to lead. Ma'am, can you just pause your time for one second? Sure. Ma'am. Did you hear Dr. Barber's remarks regarding critical race theory? Yes, I did. And, and I have, I have some things that I would like to point out to the board, if I could, please. Okay. Thank you. Time. Which seeks to link racism, race and power, unlike the civil rights movement, which sought to work within the structures of American democracy. Critical race theorists challenge the very foundations of the liberal order such as rationalism, constitutional law, and legal reasoning. Critical race theorists argue that American social life, political structures, and economic systems are founded upon race, which in their view is a social construct. How to spot critical race theory, code names and keywords. Common code names for critical race theory, diversity, equity, inclusion training, anti-racism initiative, racial sensitivity training, racial healing, social emotional learning, critical self-awareness, anti-bias training, culturally responsive practices, critical ethics studies, critical pedagogy, free radical therapy, free radical self-collective care, action civics, and keywords of a CRT framework of representation and inclusion. Looking at K-12, create a culturally responsive environment. Consider the following suggestions for promoting a culturally responsive anti-bias environment for your classroom. Discuss examples of what it means for the children to be responsible, respectful, and tolerant citizens. Be mindful of gender considerations. What's wrong with teaching all of this? Well, when you focus on the differences, then the differences become the focus. That also is a page that's in the grades one and two embed social and emotional learning no. grades one through two learning goes beyond children's ability to acquire facts and expand their knowledge it's an intellectual social and emotional process that focuses on the whole child what's wrong with that when you teach children to only think emotionally they can't think logically another one grade one, and this is all out of the hmh program that you all voted to accept Grade 1 through 2, discuss social and political issues. And this is the one that I was gaslighted on the last time I was here, and then you went about voting on it. Um, Discuss social and political issues. This is grades 1 through 2. Help students discuss and learn about current issues that matter to them, including immigration, community police relations, environmental concerns, women's rights, and race relations. The goal is not to tell students what to think, but to teach them how to become informed and how to engage in respectful dialogue. Now we'll enter into the um, high school times. This one has to, and the the next few that I have, have to do with uh, Martin Luther King, um, his I Have a Dream speech, nonviolent prostitution protest often resulted in violence inflicted on the protesters and in arrests. These difficulties Ma'am, highlight the Ma'am, brutality. Ma'am, that was your three minutes. Thank you very um, much. I have. Thank I will you finalize very much. this. So here's what his father said Ma'am, to me. your time is for up.
1: Okay, Ma'am. at this time, I'm going to call a recess. They don't like hearing this stuff, do they?
0: No. So they called a recess and
1: Turned off the
0: cameras. Yes. So they called a recess, turned off the cameras, and then this is what happened. And I'm gonna put this next video up and you can talk about this afterwards. Wow. There's there's Debbie right there.
1: So you left the podium. So they're telling you, you got to get out. Uh-huh. They came up from
2: behind me. They did not touch me, but they came up from behind me and said, you must leave the
1: premises. And what was the reason?
2: Uh, well, I wasn't given a reason. Hmm. I asked um, I, when they came up and said, you have to leave the meeting. Now, this is a father who was escorted out on the previous meeting because he was um, talking very forcefully to them about his child being put in a mask. Um, so and and he discusses the fact that what happened to me had been orchestrated and already preplanned, because as soon as they gaveled and w- they hid behind the curtains up on the stage, and then the sheriff that's sitting behind that gentleman. There is the one who escorted me out. He and another guy. Now, are these, um,
1: these are all deputies? Is that the? their they're deputies?
2: They're all we don't have we don't have a police. We're not incorporated, so we don't have a police force. We have sheriff deputies um, from the county. And um, so he came up from behind me. I was talking to a friend, asking the friend if he would just finish my summation statement, which would have taken me about 30 seconds to complete. That's all I wanted to do. Uh, but they wouldn't allow that. Um, and so I asked why I first said what? And he said, yes, you, you, you have to leave the premises. I said, why? And he said, because the school board has said you must leave the premises. Hmm. So um, so when they come back in after I'm escorted out, they come back in, they go back into session. The cameras are rolling again and um the chairman of the board of the of the school board says um, that speaking beyond your three minutes is disruptive and that that is why I was removed,
1: which is then, course, I disrupted the meeting. So then, then that becomes a, a, a buzzword to connect it with the law that mm-hmm. they put. There. Yes. So in other yeah. words, he's accusing you of committing a crime yes by going over your time so going over your time equals disruption just being disruptive government meeting is breaking the law therefore you are committing a crime you have to
2: get right and, and i could have been charged with a second degree misdemeanor had i not left i could have been charged with trespassing and a second degree misdemeanor for not leaving the facility
0: what would be interesting is if you after she interrupted you you pulled some robert rules on them because when you're interrupted by the chairman, the moment you're interrupted by the chairman in an official meeting, your time is supposed to pause.
1: Which she interrupted you which initially. Which
0: she interrupted you. So it would have been interesting if you had said at that time, point of order, Miss uh, Madam Chairman, due to your interruption, I have lost part of my time. I am requesting my time to be restored by Robert's rules. Well, well they, they actually did see how They would have reacted I, to something like that. I actually did
2: get my three minutes. Yeah. But it took me a few seconds after they started the time back up to find my place yeah. where I was to get my thoughts back around it. You know, so the time that I lost in that period of time could have been used for my summation that I had at the end. Yeah. But the, a- but the problem is they're out totally out of control. Yeah. Um, they're, they're very tyrannical they're very controlling in how they run their meetings um they set up their and and do there's no response i mean you present your information they don't ask you questions they don't ask um for you to bring your proof or materials up so they can review it there's none of that i have never been approached by one school board member to see or to discuss what I'm presenting so that they can understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. All they want to do is reject it.
1: Yeah. They, and most, a lot of the municipalities, they've created pretty complex procedures for you to get on the agenda. Um, and people, so people end up going to the public, they, they try to funnel people into this public comment section right uh, which they set aside a very specific time frame
0: well in what well, we did through didn't. the
1: motions to try to drive you you know try that was an intimidation tactic i see this all yeah. the time in the public mm-hmm. comments intimidation tactics where they erupt they interrupt you um very early on in your comments to throw you off get you nervous you know to, to get you unsettled uh and and just distract from what's being said.
0: What's very interesting is at the beginning, right before Debbie was actually the first person that spoke. And right before she spoke, the chairman went through this laundry list of rules for the public sp- uh, speaking section. And one of which she said, be, be, I, w- we need you to understand this is not a, a time for discussion. This is just a time for the people's voices to be heard. Okay, But then she broke that own rule By interrupting her no, a technique. And making it a discussion It's a technique, so they
1: do that on purpose It's not because she wanted to clarify or anything It it, it never has anything To do with what they're saying it, It's simply an intimidation tactic mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it uh, I mean I've seen it for years Years and years and years I, I don't know where they learn this or, or where they pick it up Maybe they see the others do it um, but But it is a common common tactic you pull up any any public comment and like you weren't being aggressive or i mean you know nothing there was no reason to be interrupted like okay she's she's repeating something or something we already addressed who cares who cares it's the public comment section so you just they have three minutes you sit down shut up they say what they're gonna say end of that it's not a situation where well I, the commissioner, I don't like what they're saying or how they're saying it or whatever. If they're not being threatening or something like that, there, there's no reason for them to do that. And so well, it's a bully and- intimidation tactic. She was trying to establish a hierarchy, a, a, you know, a, a pissing order where you are the subject. Uh, she's the boss. And and she had to subjugate you to her hierarchy.
2: Absolutely. And that's why she said what she said. Because she's like, did you not just hear yep. what the superintendent had to say about critical race theory? So, in other words, the superintendent knows more than I know. Right. But yet, I've been through the books. I see what's in there. I've done the research into critical race theory. I know it's not just, you know, this. Yeah. It's not well, really in-your-face stuff. I know it's, it's this this covert stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's not and, public comment in that sense, right? It's yeah. We have spoken. And you can only say what we deem, you know, you can say. Right. Right. Well, the the, right. the superintendents said this. Who cares? So what? What does that yep. have to do with what I'm saying? So all that. Th- so this is public school, folks. I mean, this is what you have. This this is how it is now. So you you have par- parents are having to go to these board meetings when they to, to let them know that they don't agree what's going on with their children in the schools that they pay for. And and when they voice their opposition, then they're threatened with arrest. Uh, they're intimidated. Uh, they they have a phalanx of law enforcement surrounding them. Yes. I mean, so this is this does not look like education. This this looks in not, this looks like I don't know concentration camps, Nazi Germany program. And you you're gonna fall in line or you'll be punished. Mm-hmm. And no dissent is allowed. No criticism is allowed. Sit down. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Uh, we're gonna do whatever we want want to do. And you know, at the end of the day, uh they what you're speaking out against, they want. So at the end of the day, the the people that Santa Rosa County has put there to oversee their children, they want this and they don't care what you have to say. They they know what you're going to say. They know what's there. Uh so you know and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to You know, take away from anything you're doing. But the fact of the matter, we're not we're not informing them or educating them because they're not ignorant. This demonstrates they know exactly what they're doing. And I think what you're saying, you were drawing the curtain back on how they try to sneak in the critical race theory without it being overtly appearing to be critical race theory. So that makes this even worse. So they not only do they embrace critical race theory. But now they know they've been exposed and they want you to shut up like they want to shut Mm -hmm. that down. And they're still going to fight you tooth and nail to keep this crap in there.
2: Absolutely. Can I take just a second? I want to read something that's in one of Charlotte Iserbeet's books. Um, This was back in 1982. There was a Dr. William Spadey who um, had been a senior research sociologist with the National Institutes of Education. And he opened the door. He, he, he shined light on exactly what all of this indoctrination is supposed to be doing in our schools. Mm-hmm. The whole agenda of acculturation, social role, social integration, get the kids to participate in the social unit, effective inculcation of attitudes, values and beliefs. But here's the hidden agenda a system of supervision and control which restrains behavior of kids. The outcome of the hidden agenda should be the fostering of social responsibility or compliance. That is what is going on
0: in our schools and has been for decades. Absolutely. So Debbie, because of what happened, they tried to put forward a, a letter. Okay. So they wanted to put up a letter uh that uh here and i'm going to read it for those who are just listening to the show uh this was issued by david what is his name pike peach peach okay just David, like the fruit. Pine, Uh chairman of the board of county commissioners of santa rosa county authorization to warn trespassers it's called at various county owned facilities vagrants homeless and other individuals who are not present at the facility for any public related activity have been loitering panhandling and soliciting members of the public and generally trespassing at these facilities primarily this has occurred at the county administration building And it gives the address as a result, individuals who work at the facility or have legitimate public business at the facilities have expressed concern. Now, here's the here's the part. Pursuant to the Board of County Commissioner's direction, this letter shall constitute authorization for any duly sworn members of law enforcement operating within Santa Rosa County to provide warnings and remove individuals who refuse to depart or continue to loiter. Uh, This includes the issuance, oh, I'm sorry, uh, within Santa Rosa County without a legitimate lawful purpose for that individual being in that location. This includes the issuance of a warning to these individuals for trespassing on the failure to comply with the warnings to take all necessary actions necessary to address the behavior of those individuals. (laughs) So, uh, There's
1: some of these other techniques yeah. we see, so they they connect
0: legitimate business. They
1: connect this with homeless and vagrants and panhandlers, which have nothing to do with this. But then what what happens? They'll use this to justify in how they treat you in this yeah. situation. Well, you know we've had this happen, and people are complaining, so we got to treat everybody the same. That's that's what those that's the stuff that we've heard a thousand times. Because you look at this and think. Well, this doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. Yeah, it does. This is the way they've learned the tactics that they've learned uh, to to pull you because they don't have a legitimate uh, basis upon which to treat you like this. So this is kind of stuff they come up with um, to to, um, you know, shoehorn it in.
0: And this is the most amazing thing, guys. Uh, Debbie did not quit. Debbie, (laughs) after becoming aware of that letter, she actually sent it to me and I texted her my concerns about the whole legitimate business thing. And, uh, we, uh, went to, right. She's kicked out of the school board meeting. So she turns around and shows up now at the County commissioner. Oh, sorry. I hit the wrong button. My bad.
2: Uh, I think it's been, uh, previously determined that you've all, um, uh, Read the Constitution, and I'm guessing that includes the Bill of Rights. Um, I have a lot of problems with what I have read in the authorization. Uh, Amendment 4, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. And no warrant shall be issued upon probable cause, but upon probable cause, by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized, no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury except in cases arising in land or naval forces or in the militia when in actual service to in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense. Uh, twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Uh, A lot of vagueness in this. Um, Other individuals, it talks about vagrants, homeless, and other individuals. Who are those other individuals? Um... They're not present here for any public-related activity. Uh, what's a public-related activity? Um, could be anything. They say here, loitering, panhandling, soliciting members of the public, and generally trespassing at these facilities. Um Soliciting, that could be getting people to sign petitions to run for office. Uh, you know, so again, a lot of generalities in here. Uh, who defines a legitimate lawful purpose? Who's defining that? Any county-owned facility, does that include our parks? Or is it just this building? And if it's just this building, why are we including any other county facilities? Um, so you know, this this letter to me is fraught with a lot of traps. And given the lack of confidence that I and others have in this board, uh, this is far too vague uh, and has the opportunity to be weaponized against um, anyone who might be at odds with the board or with someone within this facility. Uh, And especially weaponized by our deputies and and the sheriff, given that they have taken unconstitutional actions against peaceful citizens in other settings. So, you know, I'm really concerned about this, and I'm really concerned about this violating constitutional rights um, of, of peaceful Americans, peaceful residents of this county. Um, to be targeted uh, and to be identified when there's just too much in here um, that is is left to interpretation. Um, I can give you an example of vagueness. Um, there is a state statute that the school board is applying. And in that state statute, it says that people can be removed from their meetings for disrupting their meetings but there's no definition of what disruption is. And thus, a person who was standing there reading from their newly adopted curriculum, teachers, program guides, um, not raising my voice, talking as I am right now, um, but attempted to go over the arbitrary time limits that are set, uh, I was escorted out by deputy sheriffs. I was not being violent. I was not doing anything that would be construed as disrupting a meeting, but because they have that ability to interpret that vague term how they see fit, I see problems with things in this letter that are too vague and can be interpreted by a deputy sheriff or um, anyone within this facility who has a bone to pick. Thank you.
0: Thanks. Now, Debbie, tell us what happened. So you got some
1: clapping there.
0: Yeah, you got some clapping. Somebody liked
1: what you had to say. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Well, there there are a few um,
2: patriots that attend these BOCC meetings. Um, we've had some pretty ruckus uh, uh, BOCC meetings as well. Uh, I continue to school them using your um, uh, your education uh, processes, Chris-Ann uh i'll read from from your posts uh to our bocc to inform them that you know they have responsibilities to the people who are um uh, their employers uh and so uh, they get schooled uh at every bocc meeting in some form or fashion on the constitution or a founding father or what you know so that they know that we're going to keep them in check but um but after, you know, I wasn't the only one that raised concerns. I had posted this just by quirk. I had looked at the agenda on the day before and saw this on the agenda. and I'm going, what, what is this? You know, so I read it and I'm going, ah, oh. so that's why I forwarded it to you, Chrisanne. I said, you know, I've got some concerns. Let's see if you've got the same ones. And we did. Um, Uh, But there were others that had shown up since I had put it out there and said, hey, guys, we need to get to the BOCC meeting. We need to address this because otherwise this would have slipped through. No one was made aware that this was even being addressed at the BOCC other than it was on their agenda that they posted in advance. Nothing to highlight it. So thank the good Lord that, you know, he directed me to look at the agenda that that day and I found it. So we had a few other people that were there and we had one county commissioner who actually also raised concerns about it.
1: Nice.
2: And um, uh, and and he's pretty much in line with the rest of us patriots. You know, he's he's maybe not 100 percent, you know, constitutional, but he's he's pretty good in there. Uh, But but, but anyway,
1: they don't drag drag the county commissioners off when they violate the time boundaries.
2: No, they don't. No, they don't. Uh, But they are they are trying to neutralize this one county commissioner. They are undermining him. They are mocking him um, because he doesn't fit the mold. And um, so anyway, what ended up happening was because of all of the contention, all of the concerns that were brought, you know, that we brought forward about this authorization letter, they tabled it. But they handed it back to the county commission, or I mean, the, the, the county administrator mm-hmm. and our county administrator and, and probably one of the reasons why they wanted to get this um, this authorization out there because it's got a a backstage agenda going on with this. Um, Our county administrator um, had been caught in a series of lies having to do with a grant that he said had been applied for, but it hadn't been. And um, so we, as a group of people uh and there were a large number of people that showed up we stayed until midnight because they left this until the end of the agenda but we demanded that he be fired they wouldn't they ended up coming forward with just a letter of reprimand for him um but but you know there's no confidence in the board nor him because of their lack of action um you know in this case so um the the letter has now been handed back to the county administrator, and he is to readdress it. Uh, the one county commissioner had brought forward a statute that said the county administrator actually has the control over the facilities, and he doesn't need a letter of authorization. All they need to do is contact the county administrator. The county administrator can tell the sheriff to go out and take care of that vagrant, or to go out and take care of the the homeless person that's coming up and looking in the windows or whatever so you know
0: yeah the whole purpose yeah. of that letter is just like that poster to yes to give it was intimidation so that people absolutely say things and do things but i just want to say thank you for not giving up and thank you for being persistent And that's something else that we're trying to teach people
1: at every meeting. Right.
0: We need a dozen Debbies at every every meeting (laughs) because we need people who are willing to just simply say, you know what, you can you can try to intimidate me. You can say what you want, but I'm coming back at the next meeting and let them be tyrannical. So then you have a lawsuit to file against them as long as you, you know, I mean, it, it, it helps Debbie a whole lot that you, you know, you are you are kind and professional and considerate and, you know. You don't give them reason to do these things,
1: yeah, there're too many people well, that's not that always the case <laughs> and be, be bullied and be controlled by government in every aspect of their life, you know, have their children abused and mistreated. and you don't get to say anything. there are too many people that are happy with that. So uh, we're very thankful for uh, people like debbie Debbie that'll get involved in the self-governance of their of their community since i mean that's that's the kind of nation we're supposed to live in right a nation where we are self-governed this isn't this isn't china this isn't communist cuba um so that's what we're supposed to do citizens uh in charge of their communities not these half-pint dictators
0: And that's what we're trying to teach people part of. You know, we don't just teach the Constitution, right? So we're teaching people the practical ways to stand up and to stay standing. And that's why we asked you to come on the show today, because you're a a great inspiration to others out there. We have a chat room full of people who are active in their own communities, who come here to learn and learn and uh, come here to get ideas and uh what you've done today is uh help them, inspire them and give them some boldness to keep going. All it does is take one meeting to stand up. Yep.
1: God bless, Deb. Appreciate you coming on.
0: Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. You're Love doing. you guys. are
1: gonna keep up the good work.
0: Oh, absolutely. Take care. God bless. God bless. All right, guys. This is uh, so another one of our like, teach shows. Yeah,
1: people, out, people like Debbie out there mm-hmm. everywhere. Jason is here in the chat room. I mean, so just uh, love to give, love to give you examples of, of folks at mm-hmm. the local level.
0: We've got Moms for Freedom in the room. We've got all kinds yeah. of groups in the room that are out there fighting all over America. Yeah. Engaging
1: so. at the local level is what it's all about. It's what it's all and, about. And we talked about stuff like this, and it's not just a one-time thing. There, we have to make them feel our presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, I think it's the only way to have the long-term vision where they're, they're always feeling this present because they're going to react like, just like this, they, they're, you know, bringing in law enforcement and trying to restrict the meetings, all this sort of stuff. You just, you just keep doing this, make this a habit, uh, day in, day out after every meeting, eventually they're going to get the message. Yeah.
0: Well, that's our show for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We are a teach show, not a talk show. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. JC and I will see you next time.